removed from the house that I shared with my daughter. Um, I was currently at that or at that time living in the residence with them, um, though I stayed in a motorhome on the property. The um, workers ended up removing my grandkids. I'm not sure exactly what the reason. Eliza from Beaumont. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Did you have a question to ask or a story to tell? Um, I have a, a, have a story to tell. And um, the reason I called in is because on July 23rd of 2019, my grandkids were removed from the house that I shared with my daughter. Um, I was currently at that, or at that time living in the residence with them, um, though I stayed in a motorhome on the property. The um, workers ended up removing my grandkids. I'm not sure exactly what the reason was for it because immediately after like gaining entry to our home, they began um, um, plotting my daughter and I against each other and um, coercing us into making statements that um, I like agree with them on certain things. We were unaware that we had any rights at all. They used intimidation to, you know, come in the house and make their way through whatever they wanted to, and we also. Um, had the electricity turned off that morning. Um, though before they actually removed the kids from the house, the electricity had gone back on. Um, when they, after they took them, they took the grandkids to um, a temporary um, foster care, and then they had them sent with their father. Um, from their fathers, they've now removed them and have them in the um, uh, actual foster care. And so I've been trying to get custody, even though I was named a I guess on the first report, um, I've never received any paperwork stating that I've done something, what my allegations against me were, why they physically won't let me see my grandkids, um, what the consequences or what I'm supposed to be doing to remedy it so that I can see my grandkids. So eight months into this, I've only seen my grandkids two times for one hour in a supervised CPS visit. And um, they haven't given me any way of getting my grandchildren back. It, it, the board says that you're from Beaumont. Is that Riverside County? Yes. Is your case in downtown Riverside, Marietta, or in um, uh, Indio? It's in Riverside on, on a farmhouse or farms, oh, farm county, road. Yeah, County Farm Road. That's the main juvenile yes. court in Riverside. Okay. So if you have yes. a pen, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. I just did a video about this for my YouTube channel today. It won't be up for a couple of days, but it, you know, somebody wrote in and said, "Hey, what about grandparents?" So I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Okay. I don't I think you. Me. By the way, I don't think you need. You can do this by yourself if you don't have any legal training. You're going to have to find a lawyer um, out in that area, preferably that's going to be able to help you. Number one, you're going to have to file a 388 petition in order to have the children placed with you. Number two, okay. number two, you're going to have to file a JV 285. By the way, you can Google all of these forms. Um, JV-285 to request uh, more visitation and placement. Number, th okay. number three, you should file a petition to disclose the records uh, because everything is confidential. 
Uh, number four, you should file, in my opinion, a petition for temporary and permanent guardianship. A lot of people disagree with me on that, but file it and prepare it. And hopefully one or all of those things will be set for hearing and you will go in front of the court with an attorney and prove that the children should be placed with you. Now, I just gave you the 30,000 foot overview of what you needed to do. There's a lot of detail in there, you know, and if you go to court, you're going to have to have an attorney because there's rules of evidence, there's rules of procedure that you probably don't know if you're not a lawyer that has practiced in this area. And juvenile court has special rules, and they also have special local rules in every county, which are a little bit different. So those are the things that you need to do. Um, And I think you should do them fast because, as I said in my video, The longer you wait to go to court to try to get relatives out of foster care and placed with you, the less likely you're going to be able to succeed. All right? Right. And uh, in the video, I told a story about a couple from Indiana who came to the very first hearing. Actually, this was in Riverside County, as a matter of fact, in India. And they didn't go to court and didn't get an attorney until right before the parental rights were going to be terminated. And the judge ruled that um, she was not going to return the children to uh, the relatives, but we're going to let the foster parents adopt the child. And that's what actually happened. So, you know, you got to go now. Don't wait. And and one of the things, one of the things I tell people, you know, sometimes, and this, this doesn't seem to be your problem. Sometimes social workers say, don't worry, I'm going to get you. You don't need to get an attorney. I'm going to give you the kids. And you never get the kids. And then when you go to court, the judge says, well, why'd you wait so long? And then you're like, "Uh, well, the social worker told me she was going to give me the kids. And of course, sometimes the social worker says, I never said that. Right. So there you are left holding the bag. You lose your your grandchildren permanently. You're scratching your head and you call the system corrupt. In a, in a sense, it may be, but what you didn't do is you didn't protect your legal rights by going to court to get the children. And I was never, ever even told about going to court. They told me that I was not allowed because I was not a party in the case. Right. I didn't know that. Right. But then so, on the other same note, I'm not supposed to see them. Right. Eliza, here's the problem. When I was in my first year of law school, in one of my first classes, a... A professor said something that bothered me for years, and I don't think I ever got over it um, because it still bothers me now. But the rule of law, the rule of law in this country is uh, ignorance is no excuse. That's a very harsh rule. And from where I come from, nobody knows anything about the law. Right. But that's what you have to do. You have to protect your rights. You know, social workers are notorious for telling people things are, that are not correct, either on purpose or by mistake, or telling people that, telling, that are not quite correct, right? So, for example, when they said you're not a party to the case, you can't go to court. That's true. But what they didn't tell you is, oh, you can become a party and you can go to court. Right. Okay, so nobody told you that. They only told no. you. They only told you the first part, and now you, right. here you are, eight months later, and you don't have your grandchildren. And I'm look. I'm positive that the uh, whoever has these children 
and the social worker are talking about a permanent plan for adoption. Uh, if not now, uh, they will soon be having that discussion. You have, right. to, you have to protect your rights. And if you want your grandchildren, go to court. Get a lawyer right. and go to court. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling and thank you and keep listening. Thank you.